Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard. Uh, Carrie and I are so glad to have you guys here as we wrap up 2020. And Carrie, tell us a little bit about what we're going to do and how do we end 2020, or should I say start 2021? Well, Kate and I are big goal setters. We like the tradition of the annual uh, setting of resolutions, but we don't do them as resolutions. We do them as goals. And we're going to encourage you to do the same. And if you're immediately tuning out because you're like, oh, I hate goals because if I don't get there, then I feel bad about myself, blah, blah. I want you to just give it a minute and think about if you prefer to think about what problems do I need to solve? Because people usually think one way or the other. So either they think about these are the goals, these are the things I want to strive for, or you tend to think about these are the problems I want to fix. Well, and the other thing to think about when you start thinking about goals and, you know, it is the beginning um, or the ending and the beginning of a new year. For a lot of people, this is when resolutions are being made. Um, You know, I I like to use one that is one that often gets people frustrated and that people always do, which is I'm going to get healthier. Um, um, and a lot of times that is attached to a weight loss, which could be its own, you know, especially uh, after a COVID year. Goodness. <laughs> I think everybody has found their inner, you know, freshman 15, if nothing else. <laughs> so, yeah, so we've got the, the, the COVID 15 or COVID 20 or depending on whatever you are. But one of the things to think about is even if all you did was lose five pounds this year or all you did was um, you started walking every day, even though that may have not gotten you the ultimate goal that you had set, are you still better off because you set it and you did something? So let's just remember that sometimes those goals may look different um, and that's okay. Um, The goal and the destination don't always have to match it means that you may have still been gotten better yeah it's that you know if you shoot for the stars and you fall short maybe you still end up on the moon right if you don't address the thing that you want to change whether by saying it's a problem you want to fix or by saying it's a goal you want to reach so say the goal is that you want to we'll do one for a center that you want to improve the profitability by $500 a month okay so you want there to be $500 more at the end of the month each month than there is right now so if that was your goal Even if you just got an extra $100 a month on the bottom line, that's $1,200. You can buy a new playground, a piece of playground equipment with that $1,200. Or maybe pay yourself if you're an owner. (laughs) So instead of getting $6,000, you got, you know, $1,200. But that's $1,200 you wouldn't have gotten (laughs) if you did not set the aspiration and do the work. Ah, so there's a, so there's a good point. So um, a lot of times people will make resolutions um, or will say they want to do something, but they will forget to do the work or even make a plan. So today, let's talk a little bit. What's that Ben Franklin <laughs> saying that you you like to say about overalls? Was it is it Ben Franklin? I don't think I have an overalls. There quote. was something I mean... about <laughs> you've said it multiple times, like. 
people mistake an opportunity. I don't I don't know. It's something about, but you have to put on your overalls and do the work. I can't remember what it was. Okay. Now well, I, I mean, that's okay. One of my favorite is that the difference between a dream and a goal is a deadline. And change is inevitable and growth is optional. So both of those kind of very much uh, take part in goal setting. So when we start talking about goal setting, because Carrie and I can sit here for 20 minutes and tell you all the reasons, but let's help you get started. So um, we're going to talk today specifically about business-related goals, but the process is pretty much the same, Carrie, right? So if you're talking Absolutely. personal goals. Or even group goals. I like group goal too. Group goals. And sometimes you do need to remember that sometimes the most important business goal may be personal. Um, so for example, if um, emotionally or physically or even financially, there are things that you need to take of take care of on a personal level that if you don't will drastically affect your business, then, you know, make those the priority. So when Carrie starts talking about how to make your business more profitable, um, you do need to make sure that you are physically able and that you are emotionally able. And I think let's take a minute here to just recognize the fact that 2020 has taken much more of an emotional toll on directors than it has on anybody else in your building. This year, directors, directors have had- Directors and owners. Yeah, directors and owners have had to reinvent the the way that their business was running, sometimes from week to week or day to day, you know, um, here in Texas, in the middle of a work day, the governor said, child care can go back to normal ratios. In the middle of a work day, after saying that they had to keep every classroom to 10 or fewer. And so there were parents calling because they had just watched the press conference and say, can I bring my child now? It's 2.30 in the afternoon. Uh, no, <laughs> no, we're not prepared for that. And, he, and it wasn't like on a Friday so that people had the weekend to sort of process. I think it was a Wednesday or a Thursday. I can't remember exactly, but that, you know, we have to turn on a dime, whether it was closures because of, you know, our, you know, COVID color changed from orange to red or, you know, so we were having to reduce capacity or that flip on a dime because now we have to increase capacity or we're able to increase capacity. That was not as hard on your teachers as it was on you. And deciding whether you were going to enforce masking when it wasn't required by your county or your state, but CDC said it was a good idea, you had to make that decision about whether you were going to require staff to wear masks and whether you were going to require kids to make masks. You had to make all those decisions and you've got some decision fatigue. So right now, give yourself a big hug and know that we recognize that you guys have busted your hump this year and we're proud of you. If you're listening to this, that means that you have done uh, probably something that I would say only one out of 10 directors are doing, which is looking to continue to be a better uh, operator of your program. And we applaud you for taking the time to, you know, spend with us. So over the next 10, 15 minutes, Carrie and I are going to give you some real basic how to get started in goal setting and 
um, let's take let's take a goal carry and let's just walk it through the process. And so um, I think the first thing, and we are talking just a generic goal. So like I mentioned, you personally may feel that your number one goal that you have to resolve is something about um, that might be perceived on a more personal level so that you can actually do your job. But we're going to take one that is, uh, I'm just going to say something that I think seems to come out of everybody's mouth, right? I want, uh, I want more enrollment. Okay. So Carrie, if this is something, if, so you used the term profitability, um, how might be another way a director might look at, I want more butts in the seats if they were going to try to flip that, um, into a goal for 2021? Well, the first thing is, okay, so that's a short-term goal if that we're going to accomplish it with it in the scope of 2021, right? Because short-term is usually six months to a year at the outside. Um, so the first step is, okay, this is my overarching thing. I want more enrollment. I want more families bringing their short people to my building. So the first step is to just brainstorm all the possible ways you can think of. And in this step, it's useful to have somebody else brainstorm with you because you'll ping pong ideas off of each other and you end up with more ideas than either one of you could have come up with by yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm going to plug, um, you know, coaching with Carrie because that's also a great opportunity and a great way to use, you know, an hour with Carrie or I um, is in this brainstorming uh, to find ways to make that happen. So, um, but I think even taking that a step back, so that's all the different ways, but I think developing the actual goal. Um, so developing that goal into something that truly is a goal. So it's specific, measurable, attainable. Yeah. And it's got a time frame. Well, it depends on the person. So some people have to have, these are my options. And then I narrow it down and say, okay, I'm going to increase my full-time equivalents by six children by the end of June by doing X, Y, Z. And they, they can't get to the, what is my measurable element until they've brainstormed the steps. So whichever way your brain works, <laughs> if you like right, to first so go, I want to get to six FTEs, six more FTEs, and then do the brainstorming. Like I said, people's brains work different ways. Um, so either nail the goal down to have it be specific, measurable, and time-bound, or brainstorm different ways you could address increasing enrollment and then nail it down. Okay. But so, those are the first two steps. Right. So you're going to try to come up with an idea of what you think works for your program that you think is a realistic type of goal. You're going to make it smart, right? Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. So you're going to put a deadline on it. And from there, um, you can use those ideas that you brainstormed or brainstorm more, depending on which one of those two you did in which order. And from there, you start to develop a plan. Now, um, as we start to talk about plans, remember that there's no real right or wrong way to do it as long as you're doing it and know that people are going to do things very differently. So, um, but if you think about if you're currently in Texas and somebody said, hey, let's go to Myrtle Beach next week. Um, I'm pretty sure at some point in time, somebody's going to use a mapping program or a physical map or something to figure out how to get there. Um, there's not going to be a whole lot of people who are going to go, oh, okay, and they're just going to drive east and maybe a little north and hope they eventually get to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. 
Um, so this is the same kind of thing, right? So you need to have that plan to figure out how to get to your destination, which is your SMART goal. So Carrie, I know that you and I do this very differently. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to have you tell us a little bit about what would be some of the next steps you would have in developing the plan to increase your full-time equivalent enrollment? So I would definitely have a publicity plan um, because that's my favorite type of marketing. And then I would also probably have um, create a social media plan based on um, where the clients who I think are going to be good matches for what I'm doing are going to be. So, you know, if I'm looking to bring in people who have been working at home and who are on the younger end of the spectrum, you know, those 20 somethings, Lord love them. I'm probably going to have to do some TikTok (laughs) Um, and figure out how to make that a thing. Um, Because Facebook is not going to be the place where I'm going to be able to find a whole lot of 20 somethings spending their time. That is, that, that is true. But, and my marketing, you know, I'll do my marketing, I'll do creating all of my handouts for, and they're going to be electronic because most tours are virtual tours right now. So I'm going to make sure I have what would be the equivalent of pamphlets and, and enrollment paperwork, but it's all going to be electronic. Okay. So, um, you, what would you do? (laughs) Okay. So I would probably start by if I'm going, okay, I want six people by June. uh, The first thing I would do is actually take a look at all of my classrooms, figure out which classrooms could um, take a couple of more students without having to change my staff. Because again, it comes back to uh, that ratio. Like I don't want six in one room that then required me to have another staff person. So I actually made less money. So um, I would break mine down personally to even being more specific. So I would say I wanted, uh, and it could be because of full-time equivalents, I could even be saying what I really want is 18 after-schoolers. Um, but let's just say I'm going with the traditional under under four. And so I might come back and go, okay, so I can take one infant. I can take, you know, four uh, two-year-old, you know, X number of three and X number of pre-K. And hopefully I can get to more than six would be my goal, right? (laughs) Is that I can actually really maybe get to 10 if I look at my numbers that way. Um, if for some reason I do that and I don't have the openings to add a certain number of kids, um, without adding staff, then I think that I would personally choose a room to try to fill. And again, looking at the physical space, uh, do I have one classroom? that really could take double the number of kids. It will take an increase of staff. And so I personally would start to look at before even developing my marketing plan, I'd break it down even more. And then I would set my success numbers and take that even a step further. So Karen. And I I like that. I like that. I think that that's very smart. But I think also one thing we didn't talk about is having stretch goals. So you mentioned it a little bit by saying six is what you think is achievable, but 10 is what you would really like. And so um, those big, hairy, audacious goals or, you know, what is your stretch goal? If you're somebody who likes to strive, who likes to get the gold star, then having the achievable and then 
the stretch goal is really good for those people who are gold star people. Wouldn't know anything about that. Okay, so (laughs) the other thing to think about, and again, this is the way my brain works. And so those of you who are listening understand that this is different than Carrie's. Um, It's probably different than yours. Is once I figure that out, I would then start to really hone into how do I make that happen? So if it takes me, um, so the... Carrie, and I'm sure you may know this or remember, when you had a center, how many tours did you have to do to get somebody to enroll in that classroom? Um, So my closure rate was over 90%. So, but when I would hire new directors, when I was hiring new directors, um, it was usually about two tours for every one enrollment because they hadn't yet gotten good at um, discouraging people for coming for tours who were not a good match during the phone okay. call <laughs> or email. Yeah, so what I usually tell people 50%, right? So if you're going to get, um, if you want two people in your toddler classroom, that means you need to have at least four people tour your classroom, which means you need at least eight people to call about that classroom. Now, for some of you, um, you may go, wow, that seems like a lot of people. And if you haven't kept track of your numbers and you don't know what your closure rate is and what your marketing success is, then that's something for you to maybe look at incorporating over the maybe course of the Maybe that's the year. first part of your goal setting is I need to figure out what my ratios are. And I have to tell you, across um, all businesses that are service-based businesses, the conversion rate is actually closer to 20%. So it's five people have to contact you in order to get one person to tour, and then five people have to tour to get one person to enroll. Hopefully you're doing better than that, because in childcare we tend to be more at the the... 30 to 50% conversion. But right. 50 just makes my math easy. Yeah, it does. But <laughs> I just want people, if they've never tracked this and they start to track it and they're like, oh, I'm more in the 20% range, that's not bad. <laughs> Well, and so the other thing it's with just, that, though, it tells you that you've got something to work on. So that also means that you have to think about the number of people who are going to think about you before they actually call you. So I'm telling you, you need eight people to call you before you get your one. Well, that may mean in reality, you need at least 16 people who have probably inquired. So it could be they've liked the, a post, they have sent an email, they have done something Um So when you start thinking about adding six people, for some of you, you're like, oh, I've added six people a lot. Well, you also want to retain. (laughs) So we are talking six new spots, um, but that's, that's the increase of six new spots. So if you lose any, depending on your interpretation, that may mean that if you've added one and you've lost one, you're still at a net zero. So do so so make sure that you understand you personally on where what you're looking at when you're looking at your numbers. Okay, so I've broken down how I would take the next steps. We are starting to kind of get towards the end of our time with you. And so I want Carrie to kind of take us through the implementation of that goal and assessment or when she might do an assessment. When do you reflect on the goal um, and maybe change course? So I give myself throughout those different steps we were talking about, I give myself a deadline for each of those steps. And I give myself who's going to work with me because I am very very much a social person. COVID has been a bit of a challenge for me. Um, 
And so who's going to work with me on the brainstorming of options? Who's going to work with me on the social media posts? Who's going to work with me on breaking down which classrooms can take how many children? So I I have a person and I have a deadline for each of those steps. And when I get to the deadline, I do some reflecting. So I'm not doing a final reflection. <laughs> I do multiple reflections so that if I'm behind then maybe I realize that I'm going to have to do the next step faster or maybe I was unrealistic with thinking I could just conjure five preschoolers out of the air (laughs) I like that I have visions of something out of Harry Potter with that whole conjuring some children out of thin air um So what we've basically, I'm going to try, Carrie, and tell me if I've missed something. When you are setting your goal, um, we've talked about making it a SMART goal. Um, We've also said you need to check in on that goal. So if your time for that goal is within the next six months, or you've gotten very specific by June 30th, then you're going to make sure that you have made your steps as such as, okay, so by this time, I want to do this. And by this time... Time, I want to do that. Now, if you have not listened to any of the Colorful Clipboard episodes on marketing, and I will tell you, we've got some great ones, um, do that before you design your plans. Um, we have one coming up next week on digital storytelling. We've done some on doing the video tours. We've done so the t-shirt make... one. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's my favorite. <laughs> um, but <laughs> we've talked about social media um, and understanding the differences. Uh, We've even, you know, we've talked about, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, we did the January enrollment season. Uh, So uh, make sure that you're looking at all of that when you're developing your plan. So there's going to be seasons. So start to think through um, by June 30th, you're going to be looking at summer programs. So uh, keep in mind that maybe your version of planning for getting your six people is actually for the summer. And that means that you're going to be planning your summer before March. Yeah. And so the entire six months can be prepping an awesome summer program because you want to rock it. You want to knock it out of the park. And there's much hope that by June we'll actually be able to do stuff. (laughs) Um, Go on fun field trips, things like that with those schoolers. And so coming up with rocking themes and staffing it, and you don't have to staff with the same person the entire summer. You know, you may like to switch it out to give the kids a little bit of excitement. You know, you bring in one of those, I think it would be amazing if you did a week of parkour type of stuff and you could bring in somebody off of American Ninja Warrior, you know, or American <laughs> Ninja Warrior Junior, you know, bringing people in who will build excitement, which will make your marketing so much easier. Um, or, you know, you're going to do hands-on stuff at a local animal rescue. Those kinds of things can be what you're working on during those six weeks. It doesn't have to be the traditional, okay, I've got one spot in the infant room for February. How am I going to get that filled? Absolutely. And this is that great the great benefit of, of brainstorming. And again, if you've not ever used... Um, minor carry services to to do I mean this isn't really designed in any way shape or form to be a 25 minute advertisement but um, we have a lot of fun with the the brainstorming outside of the fact that we've done this for a very long time 
Um, so when you start looking at over 60 years of, of planning and organizing and facilitating um, programs between the two of us, uh, which means we have lots of knowledge, and then we look at the you know over 2,000 child care centers and directors we've worked with in the last 18 years, We've got a lot of ideas in our head. And, and we can help some help you take something that seems scary or daunting, like uh, opening up a new classroom and break it down so that it's only four or five steps. I, I did that with a center earlier this year. Uh, she was going to open an infant room for the first time. And she was like, I just don't know how I'm going to do it. And I was like, okay, well, let's break it down. What's the first thing you need to do? Well, I need to move the other classroom, the other age group out of that classroom. Cool. How long is it going to take? to do that. <laughs> and we just broke it down step by step. Absolutely. And and so if you need us to help you with that, we absolutely can. Um, if you've taken our director course, we have a, a goal setting video in the course. Uh, if you aren't sure you've ever seen that goal setting video or you need a refresher, you know, contact us, uh, you know, Carrie at texasdirector.org. You can always reach out to us at hello at colorfulclipboard.com.org. Which are dot we? Com. <laughs> dot com. And again, I think we own both. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, you don't have to do it with us. We're just saying this is so much easier if you've got a partner. Goal setting does not have to be a solitary activity. And you're actually going to be better at getting it done if you have a partner. And then you have an accountability buddy. So um, again, your your partners can be virtual. They can be somebody in another state. They can be a friend you've met at a conference. You know, if you are going to conferences and you aren't coming away with building the development of your network and, and other people, um, then that should be a whole separate um, episode. <laughs> but we do want to make sure that even if you're just doing virtual conferences or virtual trainings right now, that you're taking notes of who's commenting in the chat, where do people live? Hopefully, whoever your presenter is, is giving some opportunity for some introductions and some group conversation. Or if you see somebody who always asks questions and you're like, that's the same question I had. Write that person's name down and, and then go find them. Go find them on LinkedIn or some sort of social media and reach out to them. Because having an accountability partner to me is what's going to help you make this goal setting successful. And again, it doesn't have to be us. We don't want you to think that that was the goal here. Um, haha. Wait, there was a, there was a thing. Okay. No. So, um... <laughs> so I think, I think I'm going to wrap it up with uh, a quote, which is a dream written down becomes a goal with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. A plan backed by actions makes your dreams come true. And that was Greg Reed. Absolutely. So, so you need the goal. It has to have a time. You have to break that into steps. And then you have to do things. Unfortunately, we do not have a genie who will just do it for you. You're going to have to do it yourself. Thanks again. Thank and you for listening back to Colorful Clipboard. Next week, Connect when with we us talk on social media at Storytelling with an amazing or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.